Hey, this is Nick. I just want to put a quick intro up front. You know, we took a little break since COVID hit, and I think we're going to talk about that in the episode, so I'm not going to get into it right now. But then, since we recorded this episode, 2020 threw even more shit at us uh, with the with the murder of George Floyd. And I shouldn't be blaming the year for that. That's something that someone was directly responsible for, and many people... Many of us are responsible for enabling a system and a culture that let things like that happen. Because, of course, this is just the latest in a long history of disrespect to black people in this country. And I know we're just a food podcast and we try to keep it light around here, but we do want to say that we support the Black Lives Matter movement. We support our black friends and family and our neighbors and our strangers and it's inspiring to see how many people are out there right now standing up and trying to make people of privilege aware that there is a systemic problem in this country and we can't allow that to continue anymore. Um, again, we are but a humble food podcast. Um, Travis and I as individuals have a lifetime of learning to improve. Um, but for the podcast, we just want to show some love. So after this episode, we're doing a series highlighting some of our favorite black-owned restaurants in the St. Louis area. We've got some things in mind already, but if you have any suggestions for places to go, um, partnerships we can make, or any causes that we can plug at the very least, send us a DM on our Instagram or our Twitter. Thank you. All right, now let's do... Uh, we're going to do a three, two, one now. Okay. Okay. So we're going to, we're both going to say that and try to sync up so that w when we say now we say it together so that I can connect those, you know? Okay. So three, two, one, two, one now. now. to do this <laughs> yeah you say welcome back <laughs> welcome back that's always my cue to start oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome back to the Emian st louis podcast the new lou food review so normally we review restaurants in and around st louis um we have had a discussion about it we took a little break and we decided this time we couldn't bring ourselves to give any restaurant a bad review at this point. So we decided the best thing to do would be to come back, record some episodes just about restaurants that we like. So today we're going to be talking about a place called Taco Buddha, uh, which is nestled in Clayton, right on the edge of University City. And uh, But before we do that, I wanted to ask you, Travis, it's been a while, and how are you holding up? And... During quarantine, how have your eating habits changed, if at all? So uh, the first week of quarantine, and obviously all of this is because of COVID-19. Uh, our audio quality, uh, everything is, this is a new setup. We wanted to figure out how to come back uh, and how to keep doing this. Because right now, uh, you know, we really feel it's important to amplify restaurants in our area because a lot of them are trying to figure out a way forward right now. So the more we can do yeah. to 
kind of be hype men for the St. Louis restaurant scene, which, you know, based on a lot of our reviews, that's all we are anyway. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I think my, my new year's resolution was to be more critical. I was thinking about yeah. that. Is that right? <laughs> It's to be more critical, and now we've taken a hiatus and are coming back (laughs) not critiquing at all. Well, I mean, that just goes with all of my other New Year's resolutions into the toilet, so that's fine. So during quarantine, we started out by eating everywhere under the sun because all we heard about was how, you know, restaurants need us, like – this is uh, going to be such a hard time for area restaurants. I think we ate out almost every meal for a solid week because we also thought that this was going to last for maybe like two or three weeks and then be all over. Mm. <laughs> and now we're in month four of quarantine. So, yeah. Uh, so are you still eating out a lot or have you learned to cook or – Uh, We are limiting ourselves to two to three times a week. Uh, We just had to – we had to draw a line somewhere because gyms are also closed during this time. So uh, to avoid gaining the quarantine Mm. 15, uh, we have limited ourselves to two or three times a week. So I'm kind of the exact opposite of you. When it started, I took it beyond serious and – into the realm of paranoia and just kind of right away locked myself off and we stopped eating out pretty quickly in march on my birthday i i think that was the last time that we ordered out for a really long period and i had to be honest part of the reason that i started going back was because i was feeling guilty because we had started this podcast and we were like constantly talking about restaurants and starting to become part of the community and promote things. And I, I wasn't doing that and I felt bad about it. Um, I was still, um, you know, doing a little bit here and there. Like I, I bought some gift certificates to places and, but I wasn't doing a whole lot of curbside pickup and things like that. So Travis and I decided to start doing this again. We had a little bit of a break where we were, figuring out our own things and then we had to figure out how we were going to do the podcast remotely so we're back and yeah talking about a place called taco buddha that i have been wanting to review for a while and this seemed like a good time so nick how did you find out about taco buddha Uh, the location that's at previously was a place called beachy cafe and i had been by there and thought it was just like a perfect little spot in this neighborhood that's um, right outside of the like proper city of Clayton and went there a few times, ended up getting a gift certificate to them and didn't go back for a while. And when I went to redeem my gift certificate, <laughs> uh, they had a sign on the door that they had closed that week. So I waited until Taco Buddha opened <laughs> up and I tried to redeem my gift certificate with them. <laughs> Did it work? Uh, uh, they, they, no, they weren't having it. Um, no, I, I did not do that, but, um, but I, I did go back and, uh, tried it in the first couple of months that they had opened and I really liked it. Um, it's a small place and at the time they didn't have the patio opened up yet. Um, since then they've expanded a little bit. Um, so there's just like a handful of seats inside and, uh, we got some lunch and it was, it was really good. So 
little bit of history with them. It's created by uh, owners Kurt Eller and Aaron McCracken. And Kurt came from Austin, Texas, and he had operated 14 restaurants there. And when he moved here, he was doing catering and decided this was his first restaurant here. He has a, a kind of background around the world. He went to high school in India, and so he decided to do kind of a fusion taco place. The name Taco Buddha is kind of a hint to that, and opened it up. And then in early 2019, they had an electrical fire. They've had they've they've had a a couple of rough starts. Um, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were really popular right out of the gate. Then there was an electrical fire that shut them down, and then they reopened in April. And then within less than a year, quarantine happened. And then when they reopened um, for Cinco de Mayo, um, doing curbside service and stuff, they had a couple of hiccups with the computer system that they were doing. But now they're running it really smoothly and efficiently. I'm actually shocked to hear you say that because one thing that I have to say about Taco Buddha and something I've gotten a lot more experience with during the last few months is their ordering system was just flawless. I, it was one of the best I've encountered. Yeah, they um, you can order online, you can call, um, and then they're really – they have it set up like magic. When you pull in, they have several spots. You can text them what your car looks like. Uh, when I went, there was just one other car in front of me, and they just came out and asked me what my order was. It was very easy to get in and out, and we we had some special requests that they uh, complied with. I I actually asked them to try to make our food look pretty because I was going to be <laughs> taking pictures of it. <laughs> um, Did they comply? They did. With no sarcasm, the guy was like, hey, we saw your message. We normally wrap them up tight because they want to keep the the heat in them. But they put each of them in little boxes so that everything wouldn't get smushed together. It was very nice of them. And it did look great. Wow. Okay. So your pictures are going to be what we rely on this time around because I just had them wrap it up. And, you know, I took it true to form right out of the carryout container. Uh, and snap some pictures. Yeah, I, w I was worried about that. Um, so when you say that Taco Buddha is fusion, what is it a fusion of? Well, they do a little bit of different places, and they've limited their menu a little bit when they're only doing carryout, although they are opening the patio, I believe, now. But they had a, um, a tandoori chicken with mango chutney taco that is amazing that they didn't have when we went there. They have a beef marinated and ginger and soy and lime. That's kind of an Asian kind of thing. And then they do avocados rolled in cornmeal and fried. That is just a little bit outside of the norm. Did you have the fried avocado? No, I didn't. Oh, man. Did you? No, I missed out. It was like the one thing on the menu that we were really torn about getting. And it was one of those we wanted to hear how it was before we tried it ourselves. And so I was really hoping you were bringing that to the podcast. Yeah, no, I missed out on that. We did get a lot of stuff, though. But before we get into what we got, do you still want to do some Yelp reviews? Uh, yeah. Yelp. Yelp. Uh, 
Amy D. from St. Louis, Missouri said, This place is a hidden gem. I can't believe I've never been before because I'm a taco lover. We ordered four tacos, the fish, tandoori chicken, Thai beef, and shrimp taco, and all were exceptional. I probably said it was the best guacamole I've ever had about four or five times while eating it. There were a lot of reviews that I saw that referred to the place as a hidden gem, and I couldn't agree more. It's, like I said, nestled in a little neighborhood. It's just like this perfect spot. And although I've heard nothing but good things about it, I don't hear it coming up all the time in the big reviews, and I think it deserves more attention. It's one of those places that I've heard the name so many times, but I never knew where it was. I'd mm-hmm. never been. I'd never driven by it. Like, it, uh, it's definitely one of those, like, almost underground places. Like, you hear about it, but you never, like, see it because it is kind of back in a neighborhood. Yeah. And there are a lot of good taco places, so it's easy to miss. So Jenny S. says that this place was tiny, but the patio was large enough for a bunch of guests. The line was long, but moved super quick, and the food was delicious. New favorite, guacamole and mark. And that's pretty high praise. Yeah. Uh, Henrietta B. from Creepcore, Missouri said, One of our favorite local taco places. I am Mexican, so I was a bit skeptical. These are not your traditional Mexican tacos, but they are delicious. And I would agree with that. Well, and one thing that I'm really excited about is I used to kind of be a Brentwood guy. I used to live like in the Brentwood area. Mm -hmm. And there's really not a lot of Mexican food around there. So hearing that Taco Buddha opened up, I mean, that's, that's an amazing addition to the Clayton area. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of the big reasons uh, that we decided not to do reviews is the experience. You know, we can't really judge a place on its experience right now. Um, Places are trying to adapt. Uh, They're just trying to do what they can. A lot of them are doing uh, curbside and online ordering for the first time. So, uh, you know, right now, hiccups are kind of expected. Uh, a, A lot of places are just trying to do whatever they can to literally not go bankrupt uh, because they are just trying to stay open, uh, you know, the best they can and figure out something that, you know, if you would have said three, four months ago that this was coming, people would have thought you were crazy. To the, I mean, to this extent, it's just not something we've ever seen before. But all that being said, uh, you know, I know you mentioned that they had a few hiccups when they first started. I found their online ordering experience and their curbside pickup to be absolutely flawless. Uh, it's on a separated street, which is really nice. So, you know, you're not like blocking a lane of traffic. Uh, people can go around you easy, even when you're trying to like find a parking spot. The people were super nice, super friendly. They threw in a couple extra sauces for me, which I thought was just really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you order online, as you said, you just text them when you get there say how to identify you and they bring it right out and everything was still uh really hot and like really um fresh when i got it home and with mexican food that is one of the biggest um biggest cuisines i've been weary about doing takeout from yes because it just feels like something that you need to eat fresh yeah there are a lot of hot and cold ingredients that are thrown together and if you don't eat it immediately then there's a possibility that it's not going to be as good. And actually, I we got so much food that I heated up a bunch for leftovers, and it was still really good. 
Uh, one of the reviews mentioned margaritas. Did you happen to get a margarita when you went? Yeah, we got a quart, which was served in a little milk gallon kind of thing, but it's tiny, you know. And we got the frozen margaritas. Oh, I nice. probably haven't had frozen margaritas in years. And after not eating at a restaurant in a while, having this feast with that, it was amazing. Yeah, it's really disappointing that in the coming weeks... Um, and honestly, by the time this episode goes out, St. Louis is ending the curbside alcohol sales. Yeah. We went to Lily's, which is another Mexican restaurant in St. Louis. Uh, Mission Taco was doing a really great um, t- to-go orders with their margaritas. Narwhals, which has a few locations around the St. Louis area, was doing a great to-go box where they were partnering with other businesses to put some of their frozen drinks and then other local uh, favorites like in a box to go. So it's, to me at least, it's really sad that they've uh, decided to stop doing that. There's no reason not to really. Yeah, and it just feels like we're not out of the woods yet, you know? It it feels like it's still going to be a little while before people are comfortable, you know, sitting at a place for a long period of time and, you know, having margaritas or having drinks. So I know that patios are opening, people are trying, but uh, for, you know, places like that that might not have that as an option, it's just sad that uh, people are saying, okay, we've, we've come far enough this soon. Yeah, and for... Paranoid people like me, I would much prefer to just pick it up. Same. Uh, what did you get? So the reason I ask what kind of fusion this was is I got a lot of Southern-inspired dishes. So they were running a special at the time, and it was a Nashville hot chicken taco. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. If they're still running that, you need, you need to go get one. It was incredible, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. I got a brisket. Uh, a burnt-in quesadilla. So uh, that was another kind of southern barbecue-style uh, thing. I got the Mexican street corn, and then we went with the queso with the chilies in it. So just a lot of, like, good heat in mm-hmm. there, and then also a lot of, like, southern Tex-Mex inspiration. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of the tacos that we got had a little bit of heat in them. None of them were over the top, but just a little bit spicy, and I liked it. We started ordering, and we got so close to, at the time they had seven tacos on the menu, that I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just said, fine, let's order all of them. (laughs) So we got the New Mexico Cajun shrimp, the mesquite smoked brisket burnt ends taco, the Baja fish, the veggie saute, the chicken tinga. And the special of the time was the La Vegisaurus. Oh, man. I'm sure the La Vegisaurus was delicious, but I'm really glad that I hit the Nashville hot chicken taco instead. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. Uh, <laughs> it was good, but it it was uh, – it's got portobello mushrooms that are gluten-free, beer-battered, refried beans, romaine, pico de gallo. It, it was very good, but it was – I had other favorites, yeah. Uh, And I have to say the New Mexico Cajun shrimp was the first one that I bit into, and it was amazing. And I had a little bit of an experience of, like, because I was eating so much food, the uh, enjoyment tapered off a little bit. And I was thinking, oh, I was just hungry, and that's why the first one I ate was so good. But after I went through all seven tacos, (laughs) I went back, not eating the whole things, but I went back to the... New Mexico Cajun shrimp and had it again. That would definitely be my go-to 
the next time I go back. So they no longer have the Nashville hot chicken, but uh, if we uh, get this episode out in June, the June special is the New Mexico hot chicken, and that's pimento cheese, garlic, pickle, buttermilk dressing, romaine, all on a flour tortilla. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I, I think I might have read that the one of the owners was in New Mexico for a while and tries to make the chiles that are popular there a big part of their meals. So, yeah, the case the queso that I said I got is the hatch green chili queso and chips. So that's uh, what I was referring to when I was saying that I got the queso with the green chilies in it. Um, it, it is the hatch green chili queso. I wanted to get that, but in addition to all of the taco assortment that we got, we do not go to a Mexican restaurant without ordering chips and guacamole because my wife is a guacamole fiend. And I was still eyeing the queso that they had and thinking, maybe I can get that. And I think that would have been a bad idea because we barely got through half of our food before we had to stop because we were (laughs) too full. So... uh... One of the dishes I was really interested in was the Mexican street corn, and the Mexican street corn was on the cob. So Atomic Cowboy, uh, which is also kind of a Tex-Mex place in the Grove, uh, they did a Mexican street corn on the cob, which uh, we were absolutely obsessed with for the longest time. Uh, And now they've started doing it off the cob, which is still delicious. Um, But there's just something about Mexican street corn on the cob that it just like gets to my soul and this was this hit it this hit it out of the park so if you if you're going back or if you're going for the first time definitely check out the mexican street corn so i'm i think i've mentioned this before i'm kind of new i don't know how but i'm kind of new to mexican street corn and when i've had it in the past it's been it's had cheese on it so does the when it is on the cob does it still have cheese yeah, it has a little bit of queso fresco on okay. it. So, um, yeah, it's it's good, but it's got that little bit of spice, a little bit of mm-hmm. heat, um, but not overpowering by any means. It's just a really well balanced, um, really well balanced side, and the queso fresco really helps to like balance it. Yeah, you mentioned the burnt ends burrito. Uh, I had the burnt ends quesadilla. I, yeah, I had the tacos. The burnt ends were really good. I don't know if they're making them in house. It seems like they've got so much going on. I thought maybe they were like picking them up from one of the local barbecue places or something, but um, but they were amazing. Uh, that was my second favorite of the tacos. Um, the uh, yeah, that also has romaine, avocado, red onion, salsa roya, and uh, cilantro in it. Both of my two favorites were on flour tortillas, and I'm starting to realize I might not like corn tortillas that much. Theirs were really good, but we got some at home recently and they were just falling apart and I was really frustrated with them. But, uh, I, I feel like I'm a flower man myself. Do you have a preference? So I, I like the corn tortillas. Uh, I actually, we started making our own corn tortillas during quarantine. So wow, that's how bored we've gotten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, uh, to me, I just like the authentic feeling. But um, when I got the quesadilla, uh, which is hatch green chili, pico de gallo, Monterey Jack, and then the burnt ends, um, 
it needed the flour tortilla because it had to stand up to like some really heavy toppings in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it held up really well. I was really worried getting burnt ends. Uh, you know, like they're sharp. They're like little kind of oddly shaped chunks. And so I was like, how are they going to put this in a quesadilla where it's going to work? But uh, between the cheese and the chilies and everything, it just melded together really well. And it held up the whole time I was eating it. So, um while I might might be a corn fan, flour was definitely the way to go yeah. here. And yeah, the burnt ends were just just the right amount of smoke on them, the right amount of fat. They were just great. I so I don't know if you ever do this, but sometimes like I see food on the menu that's a little strange, like a burnt ends quesadilla, and I try to like imagine what that's going to taste like. And this like exceeded my expectations of what a burnt end quesadilla would taste like. And it sounds delicious to start with. Yeah. Um, the Baja fish. I'm a huge fan of fish tacos. That was my number three out of them. I think Uh really good uh, beer battered, the Baja sauce and just hit the spot. Well, that's good to know because I'll be honest, being from St. Louis, when I hear fish tacos, I'm always a little weary because yeah yeah where are you getting the fish (laughs) you know it's we're about as landlocked as they come so uh whenever i hear a place with like great seafood or great like fish tacos i always make a note of it yeah i might cut this out but have i talked about getting food sickness from fish tacos (laughs) twice no (laughs) (laughs) yeah the only thing i've had food poisoning from were fish tacos and i still put them up there in one of my favorite foods i love them so, like, it it also means a lot to me, you know, you growing up on the coast. Yeah. That uh, you are a fan of a place's fish tacos. Because I've got to imagine, you know, that you have a pretty high bar there. Yeah, there's definitely a much better range of good fish places on the coast. But, it, you know, a lot of places fly them in. You know, Bob's Seafood here, a lot of restaurants source from there. And they get shipments daily. So we, we still get fresh fish but um but it's not fresh like it was caught that morning yeah i I, well in st louis uh you know you mentioned bob seafood um uh, peacemaker is also a place that just spoils us here in st louis so yeah we we do have a lot of great options uh it's it's just good to hear that there's another good place to get fish tacos um the chicken tinga taco would have been my number one pick if I was going there for the first time. That sounded really good to me. It's a smoky shredded chicken slaw, uh, red chili crema, Monterey Jack cilantro on a flour tortilla. It was good, but if you're gonna, if you're somebody who isn't into all the fusion stuff or just wants a straight taco, that's the one to go with. This is the safe bet. I liked it, but I was more interested in the other things because they just had more to offer more rich profile i mean i go out of my way for standard mexican food so you know being the safe bet when it comes to like delicious mexican i i feel like that's not putting it down by any means yeah normally we would do uh our reviews at this point and i mean i just have to say that i would give them a five out of five (laughs) we're not giving reviews we're not giving our reviews In future episodes that we don't say we we would give them a five out of five, (laughs) then just ignore that. But this place, we would give a five out of five. Uh, It it was so good, and I'm looking forward to going back. Um, I I don't want to 
focus too much on them being a fusion place because it's not you know there are some places that are that get really experimental and edgy with their fusion but uh <laughs> this take, takes things you know tacos are a platform for food that is very flexible and also most of the places that they sample from are um you know i read this book that talked about how the countries along the equator have kind of a similar flavor profile because of the uh, spices that go into the food and the temperature and things like that and if you think about the countries that we've talked about new mexico and south asian places and things like that um they all all kind of line up with that also and did, did i say new mexico yes you did say new mexico okay not not new mexico <laughs> uh, l- l- <laughs> i was like they were kind of tex-mex but i mean i would I mean, put them as like new mexico <laughs> no but they they do have food with new mexico style flavor uh we talked about that earlier but I just wanted to be clear that I know that New Mexico is not a country yet anyway. But, yeah, they they are doing a lot of dishes that work well together, and they're just little twists on classic flavors, and I think it, they hit it out of the park. Um, everybody who has been there loves it. It is a perfect hidden gem, I think. I'm upset I didn't like know where this place was sooner because I think we would have been getting it sooner. The online experience, the ordering experience, uh, if you are still you know a little shaky about uh, going to a restaurant or if you're still doing carryout, uh, they had a, an amazing system set up that went completely smoothly. So uh, you know, high points for that. Uh, I think that the food was really interesting. I also shy away when I hear about like crazy fusion places um, because it makes me wonder like, well, is the food good? Or are you getting by on just like your unique Novelty. ideas? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not like that at all. You didn't even know it was fusion until I brought it up or seemingly. Yeah. I, well, I didn't know what kind of fusion it was yeah. because like I said, I'd gotten a lot of like Southern dishes. And so hearing it was like um, kind of, uh, Middle Eastern like Mexican fusion was in, like kind of surprising to me because it felt more like Southern fusion mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Southern Mexican fusion. Uh, and, you know, you being from the South, I know that that you probably have a high bar on Southern food. So uh, really the mixture of everything you giving this uh, a glowing review should mean a lot to people because you kind of know where you're coming from on this one. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, it was great. All the food was fresh. All the food was delicious. Uh, you know, we got, uh, enough to like be totally full, uh, for, you know, 10 to $15 a piece. So, uh, right in line, like a pretty reasonable price point. So, uh, highly recommend Taco Buddha. It was, it was really great. Yeah. I should say, um, the, most of the tacos that I mentioned are in the four to $5 price range and they're they're hefty with food like um if you're doing lunch you could fill up on one of them but um you know you could also get seven of them and gorge yourself and <laughs> stay on the couch all night and watch twin peaks but you know to each your own um and also we didn't mention this but uh we had taco buddha on our list of places that we wanted to cover for the the podcast and they reached out to us in maybe late february and asked if we would come by and review them. And, you know, Travis and I, <laughs> we are 
very serious about this podcast. We do not take bribes. <laughs> We're, we give objective reviews. We don't want our reviews to be colored by any uh, free food. And we've said that from the very beginning. And they were like, it, we'll buy you guys free tacos if you want. And we were like, okay. Like, immediately. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't help it. And, uh, and yeah, we were in the, the point of questioning whether or not we did that when um, the quarantine happened. And so it, it took us a little bit of a delay. And at that point, we absolutely weren't going to go back and be like, hey, you remember when you said... <laughs> I know. I feel bad using gift cards right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you to uh, you guys at Takabuda if you're listening to this for that offer. We appreciate it. But um, Our journalistic integrity <laughs> came No, I'm still open between. for free tacos. <laughs> but <laughs> I will wait until after the quarantine is what I'm, I'm saying. So. Uh, so Nick, for final thoughts, I thought maybe we could just give shout outs to some places that we've gotten takeout during quarantine. Uh, sure. I have a short list that I feel really bad about. I have a long list. <laughs> okay, good. Can I borrow some of yours? <laughs> uh, so one of the first places is uh, Colby Taco Shack. They're actually, uh, in the process of opening City Taco Shack and City Foundry. So uh, they're going to expand to a second location. Uh, that is an Asian-Mexican fusion restaurant, and uh, they are always delicious. Uh, they've got their curbside set up as well, so always uh, hit the nail on the head. Nice. What else you got? Uh, so uh, Strange Donuts recently bought uh, oh, yeah. World's Fair Donuts. Uh, so World's Fair Donuts has been a... Um, a, a an institution by the botanical gardens for years uh the owners were uh, just getting older uh and so uh instead of going out of business the owner of strange donuts swooped in uh said he would help them out uh that he kept it world's fair donuts painted a big mural of the owner on the back wall uh and they've been running it ever since and so uh always delicious always um Always, you know, just a treat to have and always cash only. So uh, just make sure to remember that and go by World's Fair. I had heard that they bought them and were staying true to the original vision of it, but it's awesome that they did the mural. So other places I've been, uh, you know, I, I'll just run down a quick list here, but uh, Vincent Van Donut, uh, Soul Taco, uh, Soul Taco. Wait, did you only get donuts this whole time? <laughs> no, no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm going through like breakfast, lunch, dinner. So, uh, oh, okay. you know, I've got, we've got uh, Vincent Van Donut. Benton Park Cafe is doing a great brunch right now. Um, uh, we've had uh, Soul Taco. Uh, as I was saying, they are doing a GoFundMe right now. One of their Chicago restaurants got some damage uh, during uh, the protests. So the owner has set up a GoFundMe uh, to try to get back on his feet there. Uh, always delicious just opened their new location in the grove uh we've had pizza like crazy we've had pizza head we've had pie guy uh we've had urb union loafer uh blackthorn pizza pub uh just uh, so much amazing pizza around uh south st louis that you got to check it out uh, a lot of great breweries are doing stuff forehand schlafly uh modern brewing uh second shift 
just too many to count. Uh, all the St. Louis breweries, Center Ice is another one, uh, are doing takeout, uh, and they're really, uh, you know, kind of adapting their business, which is usually people just come in, hang out, and drink beer. Uh, and they're really doing everything they can to adjust and adapt. Uh, so please get takeout there. Um, we did Blood and Sand for our anniversary, was doing takeout of their really nice upscale dinner. Um, that was absolutely incredible. Can't uh, can't say enough about it. And with that, I will shut up because I know I've just been rambling uh, and there's too many great places to mention. Wow. Now, had, have you been to all of those? Or yes, did you just during quarantine go, and more. Wow. I've just, I just stopped. <laughs> Um, all right. So my, my short list is, um, we went to turn recently. That's one of my favorite brunch places in the city. They have a, an eggs Benedict that they call an LEO that is kind of a twist on it. That is amazing that I think about all the time. And our plan was to go there for that, but we didn't get out until uh, around lunchtime. So we tried their lunch for the first time and it was incredible that also their fries are just so good like they have a seasoned fry there that uh, i put up against anything else in the city honestly um and you mentioned that you were pledging to cut yourself down to two or three places a week i have i have pledged to go to one to two places a week (laughs) but this has been fun i'm glad to be back here with you travis i've missed you like you know our relationship has really suffered because many people don't know this, but you are not a very good text messenger. Oh, no. And I'm terrible. I'm sorry. You you are. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize how much of our relationship was based on us seeing each other too frequently because when this happened, uh, it, it's just been – like, if you and your wife ever have a long-distance relationship, <laughs> I pity her because you're going to be sending her handwritten letters that say, Dear Hannah – I worked today, and then I ate a sufficient amount of food. I hope you're well. <laughs> and you're still, like, nice, but there, it's just <laughs> all of the Travis that I know is gone. <laughs> My sense of humor does not translate to text messaging at all, so it just seems like I am constantly annoyed when people text me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, well, I'm sorry, and... uh We'll all have to practice my text etiquette until we can get back face to face. And, yeah. you know, please uh, be gentle on the sound quality because we are recording remotely for the first time. Um, and yeah. if if we're missing some of the, you know, witty back and forth we usually have, it's because we're not able to see each other face to face while we record, which is, uh, you know, sad. And hopefully we can get back uh, in the same studio and by studio, I mean Nick's basement, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I sound great, by the way. I don't know about you, but I I sound great. But... Watch this be like our best sound quality we've ever produced. Yeah, we, we didn't have a very high bar already. But... Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. To And also to anybody who wrote out to us and said that you were looking forward to new episodes. We appreciate it. Sorry we took a break. We're going to keep making new episodes. I can't promise the schedule right now, but we are still at it. So we have a few things in mind. Yeah, really, you all reaching out uh, means the world to us. I think we were just kind of on a hiatus and we were kind of 
kicking around like, well, can we figure out how to do this? And it was really you all's support uh, that made us, you know, find a way forward because we didn't know anyone was actually like looking forward to these. But knowing <laughs> that we uh, we actually have people that listen, you know, made us uh, figure out yeah, a way. Thank you. All right. Uh this has been fun. And Pie Guy is open for takeout, so stay six feet away and tell Mitch I said hi. Okay, I'm hitting stop.